0: To kick off the 1980s, we have remnants of a great franchise stitched together with female wrestling. Join us as we find out what you get when you mix Superman, Star Wars, and the special effects from six other Gamera films. This is Kaiju vs. History, Gamera, Super Monster.
1: Welcome back to Caju versus History. This is your strange alien pet shot owner, Patrick. And joining me is audio footage from episodes 42, 59, 50, 61, 66, and 69 of the podcast. Welcome back, Miles. Wouldn't have been wild if you if you actively had the <laughs> editing time to do that. <laughs> I was about to say if I just stitch together what you said about the other (laughs) game movies it's like hey what about that fight with virus
0: it's like i enjoyed the fight with pirates if we had the time to do something that silly (laughs) that would have been funny yeah Yeah, this this is an interesting one i think like all monsters attack it has the reputation for being the the worst of the gamma series and i I think hyperbolically is called what miles i think it is Oh, I, it's also hyperbolically ca- ca- called one of the worst kaiju movies, which I, I think is a bit much. Def- definitely not. <laughs> it is. It
1: is, though, 1980s Gamera Zebra Monster, a strange film to be sure. And it feels like it should have came out in the 70s. I hate that we're starting off
0: the 1980s with this movie, but <laughs> it does feel like a movie from the 70s, despite the fact that, well, the, I wonder the, the actual new film. That was shot is like clearly oh this is this is 1980s film,
1: <laughs> right, right, yes. They they had to change the the film format and kind of splice together these larger framed 60s and 70s films to to kind of get it to to work together. Yeah, but,
0: and and, and in, in a modern HD transfer, it looks even worse than it probably did in oh, yeah.
1: 1980. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, this is a this is a hard pill to swallow for someone that actively loves all those Showa era Gamera films and this is this is an odd, odd duck this is nine years after the last Gamera film and it's going to be another 15 years I think before we see the next one so this is a yeah but it, it does lead
0: to some greatness <laughs> well let's but before talk before talk we got it yeah before we get too far into it uh, I'm looking at this Patrick I honestly the question is is there anything in that title? <laughs> because this one is pretty cut and dry this this week. Yeah, not, not a ton because this movie didn't get a
1: lot of distribution <laughs> worldwide.
0: Yeah, I just um, see Japanese and English and
1: U.S. <laughs> uh, this, this film was re released theatrically on March 20th, 1980. So about 43 years ago. And it was distributed by New Dai, a company that kind of rose from the ashes after the original Dai declared bankruptcy And indeed, in Japan, the literal title translates to Space Monster Gamera. When it was ported over here to the U.S., it was given the the title Gamera Super Monster. Sometimes you'll see the subtitle as Gamera the Super Monster, I think, on the original DVD. But yeah, that's that's what they called it when they had a, a really rough, extremely rough dubbing. Supposedly, the original one was quite bad and... Uh, believe it or not, Miles, one of the first places that you could watch this film in the United States was MTV in 1980. Did, did you see it. this in the notes? I, I did.
0: They show movies on MTV back then. I mean, this was the I think the early days of MTV, so mm. I, I could see them, you know, getting something just to have playing. Mm, yeah, or or being like, oh, you know, for, for obviously, I was, you know, being born at this time or would be in 4 <laughs> years. Yeah. So I, I could imagine just knowing how some of these channels used to work, they're being like, "Oh, we have a Friday night movie or something like that." Or a uh cuz MTV programming in the 80s and even the early 90s was pretty wild outside of your blocks of music videos and stuff. I, I, they I, would I, they would have some some interesting programming.
1: I don't, I don't even remember films on there. Maybe when we were in high school they they had some some films, but it was released by Filmways in 1981, which was a like I said, the I,
0: early early years of MTV, so they probably hadn't even set up like the the basic rules. Oh, for, it, for, it was the first year of MTV. Yeah, so that makes even more yeah. more sense to me because I mean, I think music videos, by and large, were still you know the explosion was still mm-hmm. like about to happen. So I I can I can see that they needed to fill in some airspace.
1: Need or the three headed monster was another one that that made its. I guess TV debut on on MTV at that time, but it I thought that weird. was interesting. <laughs> yeah, what, what, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I found that out from a website uh, called historyvortex.org, and couldn't find many other sources for that. But if that is true, that is that's one of my favorites. Not a lot else about this this title. <laughs> the The description has the pirate spaceship Zanon coming to destroy Earth, and of course one giant turtle stands in his way but also three super space women seem to also be in its way <laughs> the yes. the plot sees the return of six gamma villains from from years past and they, they mention how they've they've gamma beaten them in the past we see gauss Zigra, viros jiger gyron and Barugon in in that order fight our our terrapin hero and yeah at the end gamera goes after the ship itself the xanon star wars star destroyer itself and and takes them yeah. on this movie is, is the history of it is sad to me this is kind of a last-ditch effort to raise funds for for new dae and noriaka yuasa took all of his his excellent films from the 60s and 70s and, and kind of splice them together and basically convinced them to to allow him to do this in order to to get that lifeline that they needed. Obviously, this didn't work. This was not as successful as uh, we mentioned last week. There was a, a re-editing of the original Ultraman TV series into a film in probably a similar situation to try and raise money but this one did not save new day it also filed for bankruptcy i think the following year maybe 1982 and and sold off the rights to gamma and that's why we don't have any more gamma movies uh for a while for, for a while
0: i mean and the, and the thing is when you're when it starts up like you have the the music which you're like oh this is this is fun and then you know you you're getting the narration of these space pirates and then you just see some paintings and i was like oh no like this is supposed to be the action
1: (laughs) every every single new piece of special effects that that happens in this film are are not very impressive they're they're not impressive if it was a tv production I, i will
0: say the the imperial star destroyer ripoff looked pretty okay i mean it looks
1: i mean it looks like what it might be which is like a repurposed model yeah I don't, I don't it could,
0: know it, it could have been
1: this is a year before Empire Strikes Back comes out was that 80 or 81
0: I thought it was 80 but
1: maybe, maybe might it might be 81 uh, well, th- this is this is right at the height of 80, 80. of Star Wars media. absolutely yeah it, it, it's it's gone crazy so I understand the inclusion of this ship pretty bummed out we don't get any like it the the ship speaks, but we don't see any aliens outside of the the evil alien for for that works for Zenon. all Space
0: pirates, yeah. Uh, yeah we they, they they kind of definitely cheap out on that aspect. And yeah, so the basic plot is that these creatures are going to take over the world and they use different space monsters to wreak havoc to get earth to surrender and the, the, the by, by the plot Gamora is fighting them all off mm-hmm. um at the same time we have this story of there are three space women who come from a civilization that was destroyed by these pirates they're just they're superman all three of them are superman <laughs> they're supposed to be but they also won't do anything
1: yeah yeah uh they, they have the same like kind of quick change in, into Superman's <laughs> Superman came out in 77 1977 the, the Richard Donner 70, Superman yeah I think so somewhere around 96. there six and at this point probably the the third Superman movie has already come out so you're still you're at the height of Star Wars popularity height of the Superman films popularity and you're just kind of throwing those ingredients into the Which pot and, and are like,
0: not bad ingredients I liked the I guess I said, I said this to you. I think conceptually a lot of this movie really works. I think execution-wise, it leaves a lot to be desired. One is having these superwomen who don't—they they fly. We see them changing into costumes, but they don't do anything. We don't know if they have any powers because they refuse to use them. If they do, yeah. other than we can teleport yeah. using
1: music, they—they they have also transforming cars, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Magical but they, they refuse to do anything violent
1: Mm. um
0: which i mean could be a response you know especially of gamera being a you know kid friend friend to all children
1: yeah this Uh, this is done by noriaki yuasa as well yeah so so
0: it could be a commentary on on that which is which could be interesting but again this is all bookending because they don't have any other footage and what's weird to me is so our our protagonist who look when we did our space monster, uh, <laughs> Wang well, Magui, I, I I I have said to Patrick, I don't care if I said that on the show, but that kid is the gold standard for kaiju kids for me. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: yeah. So he he supplanted the versus Ross children.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <Two> scouts. Uh, <laughs> they. they, they will, <laughs> that kid. According to Wikipedia, his name is Spider, but I don't think he's named in the movie. So going from that kid to honestly. A very sweet wholesome charming child actor yeah Ke- keiichi is, is Ke- keiichi tra- is great name. It, it's it's too it's too bad he has to follow from my viewing the 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 king <laughs> of kids
1: yeah i mean he's he's fine i think in, in the 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 gamera oh, canon i, I got
0: enjoy that G, he's got a g-golly quality to him
1: and gets to sing I, his can, own version of the gamera march song
0: which is adorable And Mm. he he basically becomes friends with the woman who owns the pet shop, who is also one of the space women. And I I think she sees something in him uh, because he he talks about him being able to speak to turtles. And then he gets sad because the turtle is like, yeah, I would rather, you know, live in my little river. And that turtle (laughs) ends up becoming Gamera, I guess. Um, I don't quite understand
1: that, but yes. No, uh...
0: (laughs) but But he has this connection with Gamera now because that was his pet turtle, and for some reason keeps involving himself with these grown space women, and uh, in very inappropriate ways. I-, I would like to point out at Miles. Yeah, which at, uh, at one point
1: all, the space women are in his apartment and say, "You can't tell your parents our secret. You have to swear to secrecy." And it's like that's not something adults should be
0: telling a <laughs> child say, yeah Noriyaka
1: Yuaza but I will say I would keep Mach Fumiake's secret any day K- Kalara the main oh, spacewoman a hundred percent yes please she she made this movie uh I, an enjoyable watching the entire
0: time movie. I was like she's like a Japanese like Mary Elizabeth Winstead
1: because I look that oh haircut like she's gracious yes uh, but it's so funny she like towers over everyone in this film She's like five nine in real life. She's you that's know,
0: hilarious because she has such a big present, but she well,
1: the, the two other women really, the- are like a foot shorter. And then she's also <laughs> yeah. with a kid the rest of the film. But she looks and, like well, she's a wrestler a bum- and, and she's huge, but not that big in real life.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's you can tell because she's she just has that stature. She is fantastic. The character is really fun and she is having a good time to it, do, yeah. uh, doing it. She gets to do some she, physical
1: work. She's like rolling and, and doing some karate here and there.
0: Yeah, she, and she's got she's got an on screen presence. I think she's really really good. I think it's unfortunate that the other two alien girls don't get to do anything except. There's no
1: reason for them to be there, really. Honestly, uh, Marsha and Mitan, they they don't get that much. You you would think they'd be like comic relief or some kind of foil. To, to Kalara? Well, yeah. Kinda... I mean,
0: there's there's some funny moments because it's like, apparently any time these women transform, like, they can be sensed by the, the space pirates and they get fired upon, which sometimes it's funny. Like, but <laughs> I don't understand. There's a scene where one of them is in traffic and trying to get to Kalara. So she hops out of her car. She transforms into her Superman outfit and then hops back into the car to teleport. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't you just... Diddle your car to a teleport because they have they use they use these keys, like the, the keyboard keys. And and do I I don't understand. They don't explain that at all. And it <laughs> makes no sense to me. And it's very frustrating.
1: I, I um, mean that's that's this movie in a nutshell. The framing device. Great idea, terrible concept, or, or no, there, show, there, there, like there's it sometimes
0: it works in its favor because you know, at, after Gamera's first victory or when Vam Gamera's first like fighting Gauss, I think, the villainous G- is Garouge?
1: Yes, it is an also an evil space woman. I don't know. If yeah, she, she, she has superpowers. She
0: works with no. the pirates. She can at least teleport. She overhears him talking to the space woman about Gamera, and just goes, "Hey, boy, what do, what do you know about Gamera?" And it's like asking him these questions, and at first you're like, "All right, I, I, I have I have several questions about his his willingness to to follow strangers, but that's not where." That part comes in yet. She's just talking to him. And then after we get we get the site, the the, the fight between Gamera and Gauss, and it's the first one where like Gamera kind of is is losing a little bit. She goes to find this kid after school to like (laughs) smack talk him. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, why is this, this lady beefing with a literal child just to go, hey boy, Gamera was defeated. And I'm like, okay, calm down. This isn't the Yankees Red Sox game. Like, yeah. well, what are first, you doing?
1: And at first she doesn't she doesn't even know that he has a connection to Gamera, no. right? She only figures it out late, like third fight or something. Just
0: fighting with a child.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, and it's an odd one for sure.
0: <laughs> we also get this this sequence of okay, somehow. His dreams are are somehow involved. Keiichi's dreams are somehow involved in this situation. And I guess they were trying to introduce an element of like whether or not this was happening in real life, kind of like in All Monsters Attack. Mm-hmm. Because you have this odd scene where her mother's his mother's gardening and is like, why, why are you talking about this silly monster nonsense? And to which I'm I'm thinking, do you not have the news well like like towns are being destroyed by giant monsters and you would think you know someone might be talking about it
1: this isn't like i mean gamera already exists in this universe cagey's got a poster of gamera on i think multiple posters of gamera on his his bedroom wall yeah
0: because it's it's a comic book too
1: yeah yeah and he's already got the the song ready to go right
0: (laughs) yeah and i i i guess that there's I, I I suppose he, they were trying to like do this whole thing of oh, this is how adults think versus how kids think. But it's like we've yeah. already
1: established that gamma is real, right? And yeah, even I was if about he's to say, they they reset the adult logic in every gamma film
0: right. to so like, why are you talking real, about giant monsters? Even if he's just a, a story in this world, like these monster battles are happening and yeah. they're not happening very far away. So for them to do that at this far into the movie just seems weird. And so we have the monsters and Gamera fighting. We get some stock footage, and then you know, kind of at the end of her rope, she she Garouche like figures out that this boy has some connection with Gamera and that he knew the next monster was coming from the sea. So she's like, "Okay, I can take you to see Gamera <laughs> because in 1980, stranger danger is not a thing. I mean, yeah, and she's like, close your eyes in this alley, and I'm I'm. Woo. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, this kid makes some terrible decisions with
1: his adult friends in general. But
0: I don't know if they had the equivalent of Megan's Law in Japan at this time. But <laughs> well, geez.
1: it's so funny. I just watched a documentary how like it is not a a weird thing to see like eight year olds walking around by themselves in Japan just because it's such a safe country in, in
0: general. Right. It, and again, this is a standard. different time and I'm watching it with a modern context. But, but at yeah, the same it, time, this it, 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 this, this <laughs> child just links up these adults very familiarly, like immediately calling them both sis. Uh, and... yeah,
1: auntie, or something like along those lines. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the super space woman. Uh, what we're what, what you're mentioning it? It makes sense why Shira Honda went with the framing device that he did in Old <laughs> Monsters Attack in 1969, with basically Godzilla being a dream being. Mm-hmm. In the universe where Godzilla exists, because that solves a lot of the problems that this film doesn't even try to to no. to answer. Um at his heart, I do feel like Noriaki Uasa did try to make a film that feels like it is part of the the Showa era gamer movies. But oh, yeah, just,
0: I, I agree. I, I think I just think just doesn't the have the, budget. In the right place, but yeah, it is with no money. And there's an exasperatedness to this this film that it's like you can tell he wanted to do something and literally could not, and it's it's unfortunate. It it
1: feels I, I, like he I, wanted to to film an hour of footage with some beautiful Japanese women and put them well, in Superman costume. But I also think that that you know if this
0: had come out in like 1972, like we had talked about this uh, just a few minutes right after right after Ziggler. Yeah, like if this had come out where remixing and comp and compiling footage was kind of still in vogue you could feasibly get away with it but i think by 1980 no one really wanted that i don't know yeah i mean what Ga- gamera's circulation was at this point like if kids were still familiar with him because i could see if you had never seen a gamera film getting all these little fights and stuff could be fun I mean,
1: But the, the kids that watch the gamera films of the, the late 60s early 70s are adults at this point
0: you know right and they're, for they're, for a franchise for children, I I can I can definitely see again conceptually why why you would do this. I don't think mm. by 1980 it's it's the time. I get they had zero dollars, <laughs> less than zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seventy five cents their name.
1: Probably putting their their uh, their cup out on the street to to try and collect coins to pay for some of these films while they're filming outside in, and like. The outside scenes are indeed like public areas where I don't think they had to spend any money. Any <laughs> like money. the top of a parking garage, a, well, also, a public park.
0: <laughs> yeah, when when they're on the street, those aren't extras. Yeah, they're oh, they're yeah. filming in the middle of the day. <laughs> just, just people in the background. I, <laughs> I also funny. love what when when Gamera defeats Jiger in the sea. Mm-hmm. He, he or, he's, or, he's, Are
1: you talking about Sigra, the, the ocean fight?
0: Yeah, yeah, Zigra. yeah. Zigra. A- after, after witnessing that. Casey wants to go home and you know obviously she like the evil alien woman's like trying to stop him but doesn't like do anything forceful she just goes stop boy and he turns around he goes you know I'm starting to think you might be an evil space woman. And I'm like, because (laughs) she told you what to do. The kid finally (laughs) read the the script (laughs) where it says evil. space woman, But it's like, she didn't really do anything overly evil. She just tried to be an authority figure. And it's like, you're not sis anymore. You're evil. It's it's really funny to me. But we also get the the cool teleporting bit from Clara, which is dope.
1: Yeah. Um, There's some fun elements there, but none of the special effects just. Work very well for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely think that the problem was not your actors. I think, I think everyone showed up for work. Everyone understood the assignment. The problem was the assignment was recycled, and there well, was the, nothing they could do about it. For me, the framing device just doesn't make
1: a lot of sense. Well, it makes perfect sense to reuse Gauss, Jiger, Zigra, Virus, and Barragon, but I draw the line at Gyron, my favorite monster fight favorite monster of the Showa era that, that movie takes place on another planet from Earth it, <laughs> it, it's already strained the super thin premise you know that in the middle of this alien invasion Gamera goes off to another planet to fight Gyron on his home turf mm-hmm. does Gyron have any way to get to Earth like is the what, what is the purpose for it's this what we fight? call a preemptive strike Patrick I mean he <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like they didn't. Even,
0: uh, <laughs> this is pretend o- Operation Japanese Freedom.
1: <laughs> I mean, the other thing that really didn't work and made zero sense and made me had to go look it up is there are maybe dream sequences in this film that I- include Again, animation.
0: Yes, we- taken from an- from actual anime. A space uh,
1: battleship Yamato and, Yamato, and I had to look yeah. it up. Galaxy Which I think Express that in and of
0: itself has have had a resurgence recently.
1: Yeah, I, I had no idea what the second one was. Galaxy Express Nine Nine Nine. I had to look it up. They came out like in nineteen eighty or nineteen seventy nine, yeah. so they were right around there. And I just, it just doesn't, it defies logic. No, like, did they I, have I, the I, rights to use that? That's the other thing I'm confused about. I
0: have was, no idea. Was that owned honest. by
1: Dae? <laughs> um, um do you, you have any favorite moments or other things I, that I worked? Have to, I have talked about
0: several. <laughs> I mean, again. She finds him in the street just a smack talk. I was <laughs> losing my mind. I yeah, that, that's probably my favorite part. I do like I mean, any scene with Kalara and the kid, they have a genuine chemistry. She is really good with him. It's great. Uh, She's... I like the, the reveal of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, where, where do you live? I'll, I live in my van. I'm like, red flag. <laughs> and then she opens the back of the van. And it's like, oh, check store. it out. And I'm like, hey, do, red
1: do you want to come to my van and see my pet turtle? I have a little baby turtle
0: that you will love to see. Oh, goodness. And she didn't ever, I mean, obviously she was the good guy, but like, man, she, she could have spray painted free candy on there and he would have come a running. <laughs> Once again, I would have for much Fumiyaku. <laughs> uh, I mean, fair, fair.
1: But she, like, she's amazing in this film. She really yeah, is fantastic. Only good and part think, for me
0: she pops up she doesn't do much acting after this but she does pop up in the dramatization of the original die F- uh, film that they made before or trying to tried to make that and failed to make before making gamera uh is it the choose at 64 oh oh uh, uh nazura yeah. yeah yeah so she
1: she is in the 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 the, the 2020 it's, it's it's almost like a a, a short film but uh,
0: yeah it's like five.
1: 40, this is 16 minutes long, something like that. Yes, but uh, she plays a character in that film. I'm I'm excited to get to that. I I, I own it, but I I'm saving it for the podcast. But
0: oh, yeah, um, absolutely. But I'm I was I was happy to see that, that at least she does something, you know, connected to camera in the future, although she doesn't, at least from IMDb, seem to do a ton of acting. Uh, she pops up a couple other times in other unrelated movies, but I thought she would had a lot of chemistry. I thought she was great. I mean, she has on-screen star power. She's a commanding presence, and I one of my favorite leading ladies in the Gamma franchise.
1: Yeah, and it's had some some alien females th- throughout some of these films, but she's she takes the cake. I. Well, she's also
0: not I, trying to make a child and a dinner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's do are great as well. But,
0: but, but I, I I do I do love some of the just suspension of disbelief is not even like asked of you it is required of you <laughs> to, 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 to get into this movie
1: well maybe that's why this movie is rated so low i think it is rated the lowest of the the gamma films on letterbox it's got a 1.6 stars like one and a half stars 23 percent audience score on rotten tomatoes and i didn't even look imdb up because i figured it'd be kind of the same so pretty pretty harsh as far as kaiju fair goes but yeah, it's a pretty bad film, I would say. Or at least a bad way to start the 1980s, which I was very excited about. Uh, Three point six on IMDb. That that makes sense. Yeah, a little higher. That typically scales a little higher. Yeah, we we uh maybe this film helped out in getting the reboot in the 1990s. Maybe it prompted some more interest in in Gamera. I'm trying to see a silver lining with the, this movie. It did show up on besides MTV Elvira's movie macabre. Um, Mr. Lobo of cinema insomnia did a, a version of the film and he does some amazing bumpers around, around uh, a lot of gamma movie. <laughs> he does a great versus virus film. But besides that, yeah, there's no MST three K there's no other real boosts for this film. Are, are you ready to get on to to our rating, our our personal
0: enjoyment first, Miles? Yeah, I, I don't think I knew this, but uh, Fumiyake also sang the camera theme in this one. Right. So
1: is uh, I think I have it in my notes here. Love for Future. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a good song. I, I think it's a interesting choice to replace the the classic cameras March the Kid version of the song, but this does feel like they were you know. Putting this into a new era, so maybe maybe similar to Godzilla versus Hetera, you know, decide to to go a different route <laughs> for the
0: yeah the music. I'm, I'm also reading a little a little blurb on her her wrestling history, which I think. Uh, yeah. But it said sadly, uh, virtually none of her work survives online outside of a highly clipped version of her red belt win. So it's impossible to state the level of her ability accurately. Only her importance, both in her stature and opening TV networks eyes to AJW. Hmm. Uh, leading the way for her successors, the beauty pair, and later on the crush girls to ignite the passion of many fans. That would not have been possible without her appearance in the company in the first place without her. It's impossible to tell how women's wrestling would have turned out all in all in Japan. But the truth is Mak Fumiyake becoming a wrestler changed the course of women's wrestling in Japan, and she should never be forgotten. Well that's awesome. Um cage match, the internet wrestling database. Miles, what's your what's your personal enjoyment for this film? Uh, so, I'm going to be a little controversial. Uh-oh. I'm giving this a 7 out of 10 for personal enjoyment. Oh my goodness, Miles. I, <laughs> I have can't believe it. Such a good time watching this movie. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if I'm I'm laughing. Like mm-hmm. uh, for me entertainment is entertainment. But I also think this movie works great as a a Gamera mixtape where if I am going to throw this on to see some cool Gamera fights and they're all they're almost all here and uh-huh. in this like if I and again context is key if I'm having drinks with friends and we're talking about Kaiju I'm like oh we got to watch this we're going to be having a good time because this this movie is really silly in all the best ways like I was talking about some of these scenes I'm like what is this lady doing <laughs> I had such a good time with this movie and I will I will admit, because I have been watching all these movies in succession, I would scrum through the fights just because like I know what's going on here. And I,
1: it's it's re- one for one, it's not re-edited or, or yeah, contextualized anyway. We don't get to see like cutaways like in All Monsters Attack of the kids getting splashed with the wave or right. Like and that.
0: because I'm just basing this this particular part on my personal enjoyment, I actually really, really do enjoy this movie despite well, itself
1: you and, you also mentioned off air, how this is not a terrible first experience for people that haven't right. seen the other gamma movies. I feel probably the same way about all monsters attack for children, especially that, that
0: movies probably I need mean, one to show them. Compilations are a great way to, to get people. In, I mean, my first experience with Gundam universal century was the Gundam trilogy, the compilation film. Mm-hmm. And that got me to watch the original series, which I now own the, in its entirety on Blu-ray. So I, I think there's value in that. And I do have a good time watching it, even if I'm chuckling at it. But also, I think justice for Fumiaki. <laughs> I think she's incredible. <laughs> and I mean, I think this, this movie is a lot of fun, despite itself. So I think that, that informs by how much I enjoyed it because my expectations going into this was, were very low. And while this is not a great film, I think it's a potentially good starter pack experience for the Gamera franchise.
1: Yeah, I um, can
0: agree with I, I, you. I know, I know, I, like I said, I know that's a controversial take, and I'm sure Seven is going to raise some eyebrows, but...
1: Yeah, well, th- this is, um, spoiler warning, my least enjoyed Gamera film out there, um, because I think I did enjoy Versus Ziggurat, maybe just a little bit more, but it does... A disservice to the series is the main reason I dislike it, because outside of that stock footage, the special effects are are so poor and the story is not very cohesive, cohesive. Yeah. As a framing device, it's not great
0: as a story itself.
1: It's fine.
0: That factors into the technical aspect for me, uh, which I do not rate as highly as my personal enjoyment. (laughs) Um, I'm giving it a five out of ten.
1: I do wish I could draw some more enjoyment from it. I, I think you mentioned this one would be a fun one to do a commentary on, oh, and yeah. I, uh,
0: I, I think I wish MSD3K had done this one. I think, yeah, be hilarious.
1: I think this this one is is ripe for riffing. But yeah, five out of ten. You're a seven out of ten. Oh, what a, my technical? I'm also I'm. I'm not judging it based on the amazing fights that we do get to see in, in and an you, integrated And you shouldn't. Well, th- I mean, it's just outside of that, technically not up to snuff, but they didn't incorporate no. this great footage. Some of the best special effects in the 1960s tokusatsu, that damn uh, scene was just so good, mm-hmm. but... um it's a part in the film where Gamera is like mind controlled by the the Xenon aliens, and it's like, mm-hmm. what? When did this happen? <laughs> but yeah, th- what they were able to do was pretty commendable on a shoestring budget. But I wish they had maybe just used stock footage when when they could and didn't use stuff they didn't have to. Like Guyron, Gamera going to another planet just didn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, they they didn't have a suit. To to film, we didn't talk about the Sudmation because it's about a minute of the film, and uh, I wish they didn't use it. Film suffers for it, so I'm giving the, this one for technical a four out of ten.
0: Yeah, so uh, I am in complete agreement with you there. I think on on the technical part, it is a huge stumble. Like, yes, you've got some like some great star power on screen. You have actors doing their best; they're charismatic as all get out. The actors are not the problem. The lapsudasical story and script. I mean, even as a framing device are not well constructed. They're not well put together. Some of the characters make zero sense or don't need to be there at all. The use of any new gamma stuff, like you said, is about a minute looks awful. Even when Kalara's is on Gamera's neck trying to get the pirates to fire upon the controlling device, it looks rough. And I get they were trying to like get kind of gamma a proper send off because they have him sacrificing himself at the very end of this movie. Yeah. It's an off-screen death. We just see the, the lights blow up and like mm-hmm. and are supposed to infer that Gamera has done that. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's rough. The the editing of the stock footage looks real rough compared to the 1980s film that's being used. It's it's very, very jarring. And some of the footage just looks grainy and awful in comparison. And it it definitely makes this a weird watch. And despite the fact that I can have fun with that, I can't ignore the technical problems, whether or not it's budgetary. It doesn't matter. They're absolutely there. And it's unfortunate because I think there's a lot worth salvaging in this project. And I wish they just had just a monochrome of a budget. But, yeah, I, it can't be ignored. So I'm giving it a four out of ten as well.
1: Yeah, on our scale for technical, that is mediocre and uninteresting. And I feel that's pretty fitting. What about your rating for its evocative nature as a piece of kaiju art? Where does this resonate in between the 70s and the 80s? Yeah,
0: it's a tough one for me because I think I feel like without this movie, without the Gamera series ending, you don't have the rebirth that happens in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important. I think of this movie being evocative as a piece of kaiju cinema. It's rough. I do think it makes a great mixtape. Uh, I think there's value in that. So I'm I'm torn because you know its technical aspects take a lot away from it. It's obviously got a reputation of being the worst in the series. And I I don't necessarily agree. There's there's maybe another gamma film I would maybe even too, I might rather watch this instead. Mm-hmm. But it's it's rough. I'm 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 erring on being a little kinder, but I still think it needs to be docked. So I'm giving it a five out of 10 for a cultural. Okay. You
1: know, I, I originally had it down as a four out of 10 soulless. I think I'm going to bump that up a bit just because of our, our discussion. And I think you're right. Like this, this is a, a just a life raft in the middle of, of the, what, 24-year gap between Ziggurat and the 1995 film. Maybe the 1995 film doesn't get made if there's not this whole stopgap, so in, in that sense, I'm extremely <laughs> thankful for right, this. Right, because, film. I mean,
0: the the, the, at the, jump of the quality, there's a reason we're looking forward to talking about the 90s, because, who boy, we, we are going to be feasting on high numbers. <laughs> I,
1: I can't, uh, yeah, I can't really rate this much higher than... Agreed. The, Or much lower than a monster's attack, which I kind of felt the the same way about. Even though that film is a lot more watchable, but yeah, so a a five out of ten for me. That 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 bumps me up to a five, and I think you at a five as well. Which means our podcast final is a a five out of ten for for gamers. Yeah, and
0: I'm I'm happy that being I mean, again, my personal enjoyment weighted mine highly. I but at the same time, like this movie being a five is. Perfectly acceptable because I think it does deserve that, but it's a five to me with an asterisk because, like, it's a five, but you're going to have a good time in in the right setting. Yeah,
1: yeah, I feel like that's that's where it should be in in the the list of of camera films. It is it is at the bottom, but it is still a a good and okay film, I guess. Yeah, it's still enjoyable in the history of. I guess we gave Gamera versus Zigra a five as well, but I rated that one just a little bit higher, and I think I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> stick with it. Those two kind of towards the the bottom there, but yeah, that that's gonna do it for for Gamera Super Monster. Inauspicious start to the 1980s. They do get i think almost all better from here hopefully but we'll we'll see (laughs) Um, not
0: all (laughs) where where can people
1: find us if they want to talk about now now we've finished the showa era gamera film smiles
0: Yeah, you can find us on twitter at kaiju versus history you can email us at kaiju versus history at gmail.com look for us on our letterbox account kaiju versus history to see all reviews and watch our list of films you can rate, review, comment our show, share with your friends, let us know what you think, and visit our website, KaijuVersusHistory.com. Patrick, where do we go from here?
1: <laughs> Upwards and onwards in the 1980s. Um, thank you for, for doing this with me, Miles, and our listeners for for taking a listen. We're going to tune in next time for some, some greater story and, and special effects of a stop-motion variety. A a masterpiece by the master, as we get kaiju in the form of old Greek mythology. That's right. Tune in next time for History versus Clash of the Titans.